Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. The Lovas were everywhere. And then we won the competition, even though I didn't understand the question. (laughs) What is everybody talking about? I was like running as fast as I can, like, wah! The space dock was bigger than a building. What's going on? And I had to fly the ship blindfolded. Everywhere I looked, there was fire. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, uh, hey, Siegfried, what is it? How have you all been on so many adventures? I've just been sitting on the ship doing nothing. I barely even sharpened my axe. Oh, I don't know. I, I guess we all just sort of went on adventures. You could have come. No one ever said, hey, Siegfried, we're going on an adventure. Want to join? That's not really how adventures were. Well, it should be. By Thor, if I don't go on an adventure soon, I will scream. Siegfried, 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 stop screaming. Would you like to go on an adventure right now? Yes, that is what I want. Okay, it's no problem. We can beam you down to the nearest planet. Great, let me just sharpen my axe. It is sharp. Now, beam me, for I, Siegfried the Orange, will go on an adventure greater than anyone before me. I am noble and wise. I did it! I'm on an adventure! What is this planet? It looks like I'm in the middle of the Colosseum, surrounded by big white stone pillars! And look at all those people sitting in the stands! Gladiators! Are you ready? This is a gladiator planet! Huzzah! You, gladiator! Are you ready? Me? Yes, you! I am ready for the fight! Noble gladiators, we are about to begin. To win this match, as always, you must out-compliment one another. The nicest gladiator wins! Other people, just write for yourself. Just go for the imagination. This is weird. I was totally shocked. Sheep, get out of here. We're trying to finish a story. The Sony Pirates. 
Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Are you ready for the battle to commence, Gladiator? Yes, I just, uh, I need to stretch first. Yes, stretching, of course, always important for combat of any kind. And while I'm stretching, let's do a story. And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Jonah. I'm nine years old. Live in Michigan. This is my story. My principal ate a worm. Hey, Luz. Hey, Jonah. Hey, any idea what this emergency assembly is all about? Uh, no clue. But last emergency assembly was so crazy, Ms. Reed, the librarian, broke her shushing finger. Ow. Sorry, Miss Reed. All right, all right. Settle down, students. Quiet Coyote, and good morning, Hillside Elementary. You're probably wondering why I, your fearless principal, and Ms. Chu, my number two... I prefer vice principal. ...have called this emergency assembly. Well, uh, first off, the good news. Ms. Chu, would you like to do the honors? Gladly. You, the students of Hillside Elementary, not only collected enough cans for the district-wide food drive to exceed last year's total, but for the first time ever, we beat our food drive rival, Valley View Academy! Thank you, Ms. Chu. And yup, yes we did. We beat the school that sits literally next door to a canning factory, which is a huge surprise. And which brings me to the, uh, other news. The other news? Yeah, the other news. It, uh, well, okay, long story short, I made a bet with the principal of Valley View that if we outdid them, I'd eat worms. (gasps) It was a joke, of course. You'd think the loser of the bet would eat the worms, am I right? But I guess he didn't get my joke. Anyway, beep bop boop, now I'm eating worms in front of the whole school. Oh, Principal, are you forgetting something? Oh, great. Oscar, you made it. Who's that kid? Shh. Ow. Sorry, Miss Reed. Everyone, I'd like to introduce Oscar, a fifth grader from Valley View who will also be live streaming me eating the worms for their whole school. <gasps> this is going viral, baby! Okay, I can tell you're all shocked because this is weird. I mean, come on, who would want to eat a worm? And to be honest, I definitely wish this wasn't happening. But a bet's a bet. And who am I if not a principal of principal? (laughs) Really? No one gets my jokes? So now, because this is my life, I will eat worms. Here we go. Just gonna open up this can of worms while fully acknowledging the irony of that statement. Pull out a worm and... Hey! That's a fake worm. Okay, you got me. I put a fake worm in the can. But seeing as it's neon green, covered in sugar, and deliciously gummy, I was unable to trick you. Can we cut that from the live stream? Is that a thing? No stop in this train. Okay, not a thing. Well, the rest of these worms, I assure you, are very, very real. I'll just pull some worms out of the can and dangle them over my open mouth. Here I go. I'm dropping the worms into my mouth. The worms are in my mouth and down the hatch. 
Oh boy, my tummy feels a little upset. He looks kind of green. Is Mr. Healy the school nurse here? I might need some medical attention. I'm here, always ready to help with a medical problem. Let's just put my stethoscope on your tummy and give it a listen. Oh my. Sounds like those worms are having a party in your tummy. A party? Whoa, can I give a listen? I don't think that's really necessary. Sure, give a listen. Wow, those worms really are having a party in there. We want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea. We can connect the stethoscope to the auditorium sound system, then we can all listen. Oh, no, I don't really, I mean, how would you even hook it up? My stethoscope's got Bluetooth. Why would you need that? Anyway, no one has the technical expertise to- I can do it! I'm the president of the AV Club! Of course you are, Oscar. Hook it up! Hook it up! Hook it up! All hooked up! And now, we are live streaming directly from inside the principal's stomach! Buzz up, wormies! It's DJ Squirmalot! Coming to you live from the principal's stomach! He ain't like a bunch of us! And you know what that means? Tiny Worm Party! This party's so lit, it's silly! I'm having a blast in this guy's tummy. Jiggling and juggling. It's like jelly belly time. All right, who's hungry? Well, good news, my squiggly, wiggly, wormy, wormies. Because the last thing this principal ate was cake. Who's ready to eat cake until they fail? So that's what happened to the rest of my birthday cake? I thought everyone already got a slice. The principal's been punished enough. Now, I think we can all agree that although this was probably the most exciting assembly of the year... I don't feel so... I think I'm gonna... It's time for us to all get back to class. Whoa! Hey, school children. Who was Kate? DJ Squirmalot? Shh! Ow! Sorry, Miss Reed. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hey, Jonah, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How are you? Good. So your story is My Principal Ate a Worm. Yes, and that story really happened. It really happened? Yes. Wait, tell me about that. So we were doing this assembly, and then the principal, he ate worms. Like real worms? Yes, but the first one was a little fake. The first one was fake? Yes, and no one liked it that. <laughs> so they said boo. People booed him? Yes. <laughs> so then he ate real ones? Yep, he ate a real one. Just one? No, probably like four. Are you telling me your principal stood in front of your whole school and ate four real worms? Yes. Were they alive when he ate them? Yes, they were alive. Oh my gosh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Did he, like, hold them up and they were wiggling? Yes, they hold them up right above his mouth, and then they were wiggling, and then he <laughs> dropped them in his mouth. I cannot believe this. I was totally shocked. I thought I was going to um, pearl. Wait, did he just eat the worms in front of the school because he wanted to? No, since we raised money, 
We got to do it. Oh, so you you raised money for something, and as a reward, the principal humiliated himself by eating worms. Yes. <laughs> what were you raising money for? Kids for cancer. Oh, that's so great. So your school got together to help raise money for kids with cancer. Yeah. That's a really worthy cause. I know. You know what? I'm sort of impressed by your principal. Yeah. It was really fun. So the first part of your story is based on a real thing. Your principal really did eat worms in front of your school. But the second part has the worm dance party. And I'm wondering if that is also real. No, I'm just trying to make it look a little fun or something. (laughs) But I bet the worm was moving in his tummy. (laughs) Hey, Jonah, would you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you tell your principal that I said congratulations? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Congratulations on eating the worm, but mostly congratulations on inspiring your school to raise money for a good cause. Yeah, um, when I was just walking up to my school, my principal said I heard that you made a story about me. Oh, man. So he knows about this story? Yes. He is going to be excited to hear it, don't you think? Yes. Hey, Jonah, thank you for talking to me, for letting us perform your story. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow! What a great story! Now that was a real saga! Hello, gladiators! Welcome back to the compliment battle! Today's first battle is between two opponents! The first one is from planet Earth! Their name is Siegfried the Orange! And battling Siegfried from the planet Doom, it's the sweetie. Hey, everybody. He's a sweetie pie. That's what they call me. Now, let the compliment battle begin. Hello there, Siegfried. <clears throat> I really like your beard. It's so beardy. I have a hard time growing one, so I'm really impressed. It seems like you put a lot of thought into it, like you trim it and use beard salve and like you go to the barber and when you go to the barber they cut your hair but you also ask them for a beard trim. Great work. Wow, great work yourself, Bone Crusher. Now, Siegfried, your turn. Oh, uh, I think it's great that you clearly don't care what you look like. Looks like we have a clear winner for this round, and Siegfried, I'm very sorry, but it's not you. Ah, gee, thanks everyone. It's an honor just to be here. What? No, this is all wrong! I wanted an adventure! I'm incredible at battles, not at being nice! Beam me back, everyone! Hello? Lee? Peter? Beam me back! Can everybody hear me up there? Beep me back! Hi there, Siegfried. Who are you? The story pirates sent me down here. I'm Smitty. Smitty? That's right. From the ship ball episode in season one. Remember? I haven't listened to season one. 
Anyway, what are you doing here? I said beam me back, not beam some other guy down. Hello? Stop screaming. I'm here to give you a pep talk. A pep talk? A pep talk. Is that allowed, Mr. Referee? Oh, for sure. We love pep talks here. Of course they do. Siegfried, listen to me. You can do this. There's nothing more rewarding than being kind. Trust me, I would know. I used to be a big old grump. And look at me now. I'm giving a pep talk to a Viking on the Gladiator planet. <laughs> I believe in you, Siegfried. You just have to believe in yourself. Okay, fine. I will try again. I'm ready. He's ready, everyone. Time for round two. And begin! My compliment is... <clears throat> Siegfried? <laughs> More like Siegfried. You must be really beloved for someone to come all the way here just to help you to find your confidence. Guess you're a really special guy, and I clearly have a thing or two to learn from you. Wow, wow. Excellent work. Bone crusher more like heart softener. Okay, Siegfried, it's your turn. Okay, here I go. Your clothes look really nice. Thanks. On opposite day. Ah, I can't do it. Being nice is weak. I'm strong, but losing is weak. And I'm about to lose. All hope is lost. Time to scream again. No! We'll be right back. Ah! Siegfried, all hope is not lost. I understand your pain. And I know that what you need right now is to just take some space and be alone with your thoughts. You can leave the competition. Who needs to win the compliment competition anyway? You have nothing to prove. You're a great warrior and a master of Viking magic, and you still have a spectacular beard. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. You're not wrong. You're right. I don't have to win this competition. Ha, huh, I feel better already. Wait, why do I feel better already? Is it because of my beard? Why do you think? Is it because you were complimenting me and it feels Good to receive compliments? Yes, Siegfried. Yes. So being kind isn't weak. It is strong? Yes, yes, Siegfried, yes. You are very good at pep talks. Thank you. And see, complimenting is easy. Okay, ref, I am ready for round three. Great news, gladiators. Are you ready for round three? And begin! Siegfried, I'm so impressed by how willing you are to change. You've come such a long way in this short time, and it's been an honor just to watch. Ah, excellent. Siegfried, it's your turn. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's see. You, my friend, have inspired me today. When I arrived on this planet, I thought kindness was a sign of weakness. But you have shown me that in fact, there is no greater flex than being kind. 
Your compliments were mighty, your diction excellent, and your body language positive beyond measure. What you have done here today takes great patience. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Wow! Let's see what the crowd thinks. They love it, and I love it. The winner is Siegfried the Orange! I won? You won! I won! Woohoo! Yes! In your face! Ha-ha! I'm the best! Yeah! I'm the nicest Viking in the world! I'm unbeatable! You could never! Ha-ha! Uh, I'm very sorry, but in light of this victory speech, we will have to strip you of your win. Be me back, story parrots! Siegfried, welcome back. Hey, did you get the adventure that you wanted? I certainly did. And I learned a bunch of lessons, right, Smitty? Ugh, leave me out of this. Yeesh. Man, every time they get these Wait, Smitty, where are you? Ugh, well, that's why he's only in season one. See you in season five, Smitty. Well, how about we do another story? Yeah! Listeners, this next story is about a theater artist. And when you work in the theater, Sometimes it means waiting for your big break, but sometimes that big break comes when you least expect it. Here's the author to introduce it. Hello, my name is Twee. I'm 10 years old. I live in New York City, and this is my story, Backstage Dreams. Hello, and welcome to Inside the Actor's Dressing Room, the show where I, Thurman St. James Ironsome, the Surfsome, Talk to the world's most famous actors. Today, I'm interviewing legendary performing duo Dara Starfield. Thanks for having me. And Juno Wolfcaller. Pleasure to be here. Two titans of the theater. Let's begin with a hard-hitting question. What's your favorite color? Uh... Uh... Oh, okay. You know what? Point taken. Maybe, um, where did you meet? Now that's a question. I remember it well, Thurston. It all began midway through the opening of The Story of Apollo and Artemis. I was the queen goddess Hera, and ending the first act with my famous show-stopping line. And that, Mr. Zeus, is why I won't be coming back. Not now, not ever. Thank you, thank you, my adoring family. Roses for me? Oh, so many roses I can't see! Oh no! Juno Wolfcaller has fallen! My ankle, my ankle is twisted. I simply can't walk and it's only intermission. There's still half the play to do. Someone will have to go on for me. Say, look at that person working behind the stage. Me? Yes, you look like you've got something, kid. What's your name? Dara, Dara Starfield. Finish the show for me, Dara. You'll be a star, Starfield. And that's how we met. Absolutely fascinating story. Now a follow-up question. Which is your favorite tree? Wait, stop. What? I'm sorry to interrupt a great question, Thurman. <laughs> they just come to me. That is not the whole story. Dara, whatever do you mean? We met that night for the first time. No, Juno. You see, I knew you before. You didn't know it, but I was your competition. For years, I shamefully didn't book any roles. How embarrassing. Yes. I went in for all the same roles as Juno, 
but she booked them every time. All the roles? Even Doreen Damages? Yes. <gasps> what about Jessica Jeslica? Yes. <gasps> what about in Tina and the Teapot Dome Scandal, where I played the titular role, the teapot? Juno, all of them. I even auditioned for Hera in the story of Apollo and Artemis. I knew the play like the back of my hand, but the role went to you. So I worked behind the stage to see you work. So the real story began that opening night. Juno's name was up in lights. And me? Well, I was working as a stagehand, helping Joe, the costume designer, and Luna, the lighting designer. Dara, come help me find the rest of the costumes. Coming, Joe. Dara, come help me with the light. Just a minute, Luna. Gosh, it's so busy here at Grindel Studios. I can't believe the 100 things I have to do backstage. Number 99, lay a wire on stage. Check. And number 100, don't touch anyone's props. Check. Done. Say, thanks for hanging up those togas, Dara. Of course, Joe. And thanks for hanging those fresnels, Dara. Anything to see those lights on. Juno Wolf Collar. Oh, the curtain's about to go up. I have so much to learn. Look at her. She's so calm. It is her, the feared goddess, Hera. Hera? Why, yes, that's me. It ain't easy taking care of all of life, but that's my gig, honey pie. Her character work is flawless. Joe, did you know that I auditioned for this part? We all did, Dara. But Juno Wolfcaller, she's the best there is. Has anyone seen my hubby Zeus? You know, barrel-chested, 12 feet tall, got a bunch of lightning bolts in his belt. Oh, Zeus! Dara! We're coming up on intermission. Wow, I can't believe it's already been an hour. I think when she comes out, I'll introduce myself. And that, Mr. Zeus, is why I won't be coming back. Not now, not ever. Uh-oh, who left that wire across the stage? Oh, no, Juno's heel is getting snagged on it. <coughs> Juno, are you okay? This is a fascinating story. All I had next was to ask if you prefer pizza or french fries, so just keep going. Dara, I had no idea you were an actor working as a stagehand who dreamed of being an actor. Well, I never told you. This whole time, I thought I discovered you, but you discovered yourself. Back to the story, please. Ah, yes. There I was on the ground, twisted in a toga, which, incidentally, is the title of my memoir. Available wherever books are sold. I realized I couldn't go on. I knew that somehow, some way, someone needed to replace me. So I said, someone needs to replace me. I'll do it. <gasps> we don't need that much drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. That was a really good burn, Luna. But no, guys, I'm serious. I audition, remember? Oh, oh, she's I don't need your permission. Whatever, I can do this. There's Dara, up on stage, acting up a storm. She's about to finish the play. And with goddesses as my witness, I'll never go hungry again. Thank you, thank you. Oh, gosh, it's such a pleasure. Oh, I'm speechless. Thank you. Starfield, that was wonderful. Oh, thanks so much, Juno. It meant so much to do your role. Say, kid, I've got an idea. How about we work together? I'll do the first part before the intermission, and you'll do the other. Why, I'd be honored. And you did that? For the last 40 years, you've been trading parts and breaking hearts? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is too much. Thurman, are you crying? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, that's just another day for us, Dara Starfield. And Juno Wolfcolor. Actors. Actors.
I've been your host, Thurman St. James Ironson, the third instant, saying the end! Thanks for listening to today's episode, and a special thanks to today's authors, Jonah and Twee. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write a story about a character from your imagination who learns to be thankful. First, write about your character waking up one morning and discovering that something they really need is gone. How does your character get by without that thing they really need? And what does missing their thing teach them about being thankful? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. Thanks for listening. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive producers Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Lee Overtree, Sam Baer, M.R. Daniel, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Jonathan Roberts, and Chad Chennai. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky, and our staff writer is Mike Cavallon. Contributing writers are Matt Gehring, Peter McNerney, Martha Marion, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. This episode features performances by Ariana Ennis, Duke Doyle, Ilana Fishbein, Eric Gerson, Hallie Haas, Quinton Johnson, Meggie McKinnon, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Gina Phillips, Jesse Thurston, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbron. You know, that story about the backstage dreams, it just, it just reminds me that I have a backstage dream of my own. I also dream of being on stage as a DJ. Hey, Lee! DJ Squirmalot? That's me. Did I just overhear you saying that you dream of becoming a DJ? Well, duh. DJs are so cool. Like you. You're such an extremely cool and small worm DJ. <laughs> Silly Lee. Don't you know that literally anyone can be a DJ? What? Anyone? Yes, anyone. I didn't know that. All you have to do is just press this space bar on my laptop. Like this? Ah, ah, look at me! I'm a DJ! You're doing it, Lee! I am! Is this what being a DJ's like? It is. What do I do now? Nothing. Just look cool. Ah, I can do that! Ah, I'm a DJ! Ah!